My goodness, what a national championship game on Monday night, April the 8th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And the redemption story has a final chapter and a first-ever national title for the Virginia Cavaliers as they defeat the Texas Tech Red Raiders in what was a tremendous, hotly contested basketball game, a fitting way to end what's been a very exciting 2019 NCAA tournament. The Cavaliers are the champs. Welcome in to our college basketball coast-to-coast recap show. I'm TJ Reeves. I've got my analyst Mark Wise with me a little later on, Ari Russell and Deshaun Tate, who have all been here uh, with us at Minneapolis and at U.S. Bank Stadium will be joining us here on the program. Mark, I I don't know uh, if we have enough words, enough adjectives. So many times we overuse great game, phenomenal game, epic game. Uh, We're not overusing it here. Well, everybody wants your championship game to be worthy of the night, and these two teams provided that for us. Uh, I think they did it in a little bit different way than everybody had anticipated. A lot more offense, and we're going to talk about that. Okay, so uh, let's begin at the beginning here. We're going to lay everything out. I'm going to get Mark's thoughts and analysis, and again, uh, the other gentleman will be with us here for a comment or two to kind of wrap this up and what it means for Virginia and how great a tournament it was and how hotly contested it was as we go along. But uh, look, Virginia got control of this game. They, They hit a three at the end of the first half, and they really got control of the game at the beginning of the second half. Why did that happen for the Cavaliers to give them some cushion, Mark? Well, in that last possession of the first half, Texas Tech had fouls to give. They decided not to utilize that, and that's one of the things I think college coaches have got to get better about. And then UVA was able to connect the two halves by making another three coming out. So it was almost like a uh, six-point run, if you will, where Texas Tech never touched the ball to span the two halves. I thought it was an interesting scenario that happened, and I talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, Chris Beard decided they weren't getting very good looks, so he decided to change the matchup, and he went to a five-guard lineup where Culver was really the biggest guy on the floor for Texas Tech, which made uh, Tony Bennett at the other end also take out Diakite, so they kind of matched up small for small, and once that happened, I thought it opened up the game offensively for both teams. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And for all of the joking around about what kind of low-scoring game this would be and hard to, hard to find offense and threes, this was a fantastic offensive game. It didn't end up with both teams in the 90s or 100 points, but it was a fantastic offensive game. And the three-point shot was a big part of that. Virginia makes four of their first six threes in the second half. Yep. Texas Tech kept making big threes to stay in the game and eventually get the lead late in the game. And when you go small on small, neither team had their rim protector at in, in the game. So as a consequence, everybody was trying to guard out on the perimeter, which allowed for drives and kicks. And that's how they got all the three-point shots. But in the second half, Virginia shoots 52%. Uh, Texas Tech shoots 40, 54%. I mean, they both found a great offensive rhythm in the second half. Right, let's get to the close of the game because, again, the Red Raiders deserve a lot of credit. They were down, uh, what, by as many as eight or nine late in the game. They get a couple of stops. They make a couple of threes. And then the end sequence happens where Moretti gives them the lead for the first time uh, late in the game, 65-64 with the three. They get a stop at the other end. There was a replay review, but the ball was off Diakite, the Virginia big man. And so now Texas Tech has the ball 
and leads it here, or actually they trailed it by one, 65 to 64, and that's where Culver got the big hoop with 35 seconds left and gave them the lead 66-65. So that five points suddenly puts Texas Tech in the lead, and you're wondering, can Virginia pull it out one more time like they have the last two or three games? Well, Jerome comes down, takes a quick shot, it doesn't go in. Odiasi gets the rebound. UVA fouls right away. Odiasi goes to the line to make both ends of the bonus. So Texas Tech is up three points with 20 seconds or thereabouts to go in the game. They need a defensive stop, a quick drive by Jerome, and for some reason, Texas Tech, their defenders all panicked and collapsed on the drive, kicked to the corner, and that set up the Hunter three ball, which tied the game, and then Texas Tech had last possession. UVA was able to withstand not just one shot, at the end of regulation, but two. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. You and I are big on this. We've talked so many times, so many years here on College Basketball Coast to Coast in our coverage of the tournament and the Final Four about fouling when down by three. You know, obviously, you want to do that in the final few seconds. There was more than 15 seconds left when Guy went to the hoop. I thought he went to the hoop early, uh, but they were obviously trying to make something happen, and you, you mentioned the Texas Tech defenders left him, and then the ball is in the corner, and, and you can't say enough about the game that DeAndre Hunter uh, played, including that three-pointer. Money shot after money shot, 27 in this game. Big, big points down the stretch and in the overtime. Well, so many times, and you've heard me say this for years, I think you're only as good as your best player. And we talked about in the preview mode that I think UVA is at their best when Hunter is engaged early and often in the offense. We saw that tonight, but again, it comes down to one defensive stop, and you don't foul there, but you don't run away from the line. That was way too good of a look. If you're Texas Tech in that situation, you give up the deuce. You're still ahead by one. You're going to get fouled. Now you're going to have to make some free throws again, uh, but that was a defensive breakdown which allowed the tie to happen. And again, so many times, whether it was the Sweet 16 win over Purdue, uh, the the Elite Eight, or actually the Sweet 16 win over Oregon, or the Elite Eight win over Purdue, or even this game with Auburn back on Saturday night, UVA would make a clutch three, a big three or a big shot late in the game. Uh, you know, you, you miss in the win over Auburn where Guy made the free throws. He made a three just before that to help them out out of that same right corner here in U.S. Bank Stadium, and Hunter hit that one as well. All right, so let's get to the end sequence of regulation because Texas Tech obviously has the ball and has a chance to win the national championship. Hello. With Jarrett Culver, their best player with the ball in his hands, Take me through what happened, and then we have a replay review. Well, I didn't like the shot. Uh, Culver takes a three ball. Uh, it's a tie score. I'm, I'm, I would much prefer him to drive the ball to the rim in that situation, but he misses the shot, and I think it's Hunter who gets the rebound and is falling backwards, out, and he's going to travel, so he wants to give the ball up. Well, Guy, who he's going to throw it to, is trying to take time out. Well, just as those two things happened at the same time, kind of bang, bang, the ball innocently goes out of bounds, and Texas Tech gets another opportunity. That was a huge break, and again, uh, you have to understand, we're inside the stadium. We're not hearing the CBS broadcast with Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill. I know they went to Gene Steratore, their official, who oversees all of this uh, for their college basketball coverage as well as their NFL coverage, and I know he was saying, and something you want to make clear here too, that the official did not grant the timeout in that instance, and you can't use replay to right that wrong, correct? Correct. You cannot officially 
appreciate the play in that situation. And in looking at the replay, it looked to me like the official was following the ball, which he should have been. He's the underneath official. So he has to stay with the ball. Guy is trying to get his attention, but he never saw him. And Guy is clearly calling timeout while, while Hunter has the ball. But in that instance, it's bang, bang. So that gives another opportunity for Texas Tech, an inbound with one second left to win the national championship a second time. But in this instance, uh, shades of, let's make a reference, 16 years ago, 2003, Hakeem Warwick blocked the big shot from Kansas late. They get the block shot. Uh, Key gets the block at the end of regulation. We're going to play five more. Yeah, I didn't like that shot either. That's a fadeaway 15-footer going away from the rim. So I'd rather have something at the top of the key, maybe where you could catch and shoot, maybe an elevator play, maybe a screen the screen or something different. All right, so that's the voice of Mark Wise, T.J. Reeves with you. we got so much that we're going over here as Virginia has won the national championship with an 85-77 overtime win, the first overtime game in the title game since the Kansas Jayhawks beat the Memphis Tigers 11 years ago, 2008, in the the Alamo Dome against my alma mater when Mario Chalmers hit the shot and Kansas won in overtime. So, Mark, we now get into the overtime. And and early on in the overtime, Texas Tech takes command. Matt Mooney, who had had a quiet regulation, comes up big with a three-pointer, with another hoop. They have the cushion at at the beginning of overtime. Again, when you tell this story, Virginia just, the boxing metaphor, kept getting off the canvas. And, and, and while they're looking like the count is at eight or the count is at nine throughout the end of this tournament, they would find ways. They were in trouble at the beginning of, over, of overtime, but they righted it. I thought in the Purdue game, Virginia got breaks that they had n- nothing to do with. I thought Saturday against Auburn that they got some breaks that they had nothing to do with. Tonight, I agree with you. I think it was all about Virginia taking advantage of the opportunities that were presented itself, both at the end of regulation and in the overtime. Some huge shots, too, being made. Again, after being down by, by three and, uh, and seemingly on the ropes, they came back. They answered. Ty Jerome hitting a three. Uh, DeAndre Hunter eventually hit a three. And then something that may get lost in this, they got some defensive stops, did Virginia, and then they were just money, ice water at the foul line, Mark. Yeah, 12 of 12 uh, in in the overtime to really clinch the game. I I thought the one thing that jumped out at me, we talked a lot about the matchup uh, between Culver and Hunter, and it was certainly on display at times. But in that particular matchup, uh, Hunter was the better player tonight in the numbers say he was and again we'll go over the stat sheet which again we're in the just in the aftermath of the championship game hunter leads them with 27 kyle guy again 24 he had a big three and some big made free throws to help clinch this thing Uh, meanwhile for texas tech they put five players in double figures that's led by francis with 17 in the game what a bonus there culver finishes with 15 moretti with 15 again you can't say enough about texas tech valiant tremendous season somebody had to lose tonight but this was such a well-played game by both teams Mark. I-, I couldn't agree more and I-, I love the adjustment that chris beard made because he was looking at the same thing i was they weren't getting shots they weren't getting looks so he had to do something drastic and when he did he went to that small lineup that made them better offensively 
but not as good defensively. All right, let's share this with the audience on College Basketball Coast to Coast as they're hearing us in the postgame of Virginia's first ever College Basketball National Championship. They win it here in Minneapolis uh, a year after losing to a 16 seed. Incredible reversal and redemption for them. Let's set the scene inside of U.S. Bank Stadium when this ended. Confetti falling, those guys mobbing each other. You have been on a bench and coached and been around humongous moments. What a moment for Tony Bennett and his team. Yeah, I feel good for them. I mean, they've had to – I don't necessarily think the two seasons are connected because this year's team had to live with all the pressure of what happened last year. But last year's team played without Hunter. So it's a different kind of scenario. But when you look at the Purdue game, when you look at the Auburn game, when you look at the overtime win here tonight – uh, this is a, a storybook ending for this for this team, for this program, for the players who had to deal and answer all the questions about last year all season long. Yes, did they catch some breaks in the last couple of games? Yeah, but they were also a resilient group. How about they trailed in the final seconds of the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, the Final Four game. Well, the, the Oregon game, they were tied in the final minute trailed in the final seconds of the Purdue game, got it tied, won in overtime, trailed in the final second of the national semifinal, and then uh, tie game with Texas Tech with the ball. You talk about living dangerously. They got to overtime again and won. I think nitroglycerin tablets, heart medication on on demand in Charlottesville and the Mid-Atlantic. I thought it took Virginia's, Virginia's best game of the tournament to win here tonight. That's how good Texas Tech has been. But i got to tell you, for a 45-minute game, Virginia was the more efficient offensive team. They scored easier. They got better shots over the course of the game than did Texas Tech. Voice of Mark Wise, TJ Reeves with you. Much more on the way. It's college basketball coast-to-coast as Virginia has won the national title. We will continue. Stay with us. Are you a high school student? Are you a parent of a high school student? Are you friends or relatives of a high school student who is looking to head off to school on an athletic scholarship? We've got a great resource for you. It's LRT Sports. And here's their CEO, Kirsten Sires, to tell you more about what they do. Yeah, so we provide student-athlete ratings on the college coaches. So we have that firsthand information. Also, we have the Huddle, which is our blog section, where we talk to current and former professional athletes, uh, current college coaches, current and former college athletes on what it's like to go through the recruiting process, maybe the transfer process, or even what it's like to be a college athlete and what you need to do to prepare once you finalize that next step of knowing that you're going to be a college athlete. Bust a bracket, not your high school recruiting process. It's lrt-sports.com. Proud sponsors of our coverage here from Tag Sports Group all throughout March in the Final Four. It's LRTSports.com. Back in, it's college basketball coast-to-coast in the recap mode of what was a fantastic national championship game won by the Virginia Cavaliers, 85-77 in overtime. And Ari Russell is standing with me here now. Uh, you and I have experienced several of these, including a three-pointer for the win by Villanova three years ago in Houston. You can't beat a buzzer beater. We almost had a buzzer beater for Texas Tech, not once, but twice. It ends up being overtime. It ends up being Virginia who outlasts the Texas Tech Red Raiders to win their first national title. Ari, wow. I don't, I don't know that we can oversell this one. 
I mean, you know, everyone had, had anticipated this game being low scoring. It, it was definitely a lot high scoring that a very well executed game on both sides of the ball. We saw great shooting, especially down the stretch. Uh, in the second half, we saw some clutch plays. Both teams really this both teams really earned the chance to win this title. And really, at the end, it was the free throws I think that that sealed it for for Virginia. Uh, but but a couple of things. I also think that uh, DeAndre Hunter really showed himself in the biggest game on the biggest stage, hitting big shots, playing defense against the best player, Jared Culver, on the other team. Just, just key plays, high-level basketball by two of the teams that really know how to execute. And that's what we saw today. We saw execution on both sides of the ball, a key block uh, down to at the end of the uh, – to, to block the last shot at the regulation. Uh, you know, and just great bench play for Texas Tech. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about and unwind from this game. These were two great teams, well coached, and really, you know, Virginia just, you know, held it down. Again, they, they've been living on the edge for, for this entire tournament. And again, they, they were able to come out on top. You know, this is, this is, you know, they've been, it's it, cardiac, you know, the cardiac kids, and, and they, they did it again. And you just, have to, you just have to give them a lot of credit for that. You do, and uh, what a story to write what happened last year. We were talking about that with Mark Wise in the last uh, segment to come back and win a national title game like this. All right, so I should say to the audience that you were sitting in the different location, the exact opposite end of the court from where Mark and I were sitting. As Texas Tech was making this comeback in the second half, they were doing it down at our end in front of their fans, in front of their bench. What were you thinking as they, I mean, they could have folded with three or four minutes left, made big shots, couple big threes. Uh, Culver hit the big driving layup to give them the lead, and it looked like Texas Tech might pull this thing out, Ari. I mean, at that point, again, they, they had the advantage. It looked like they were getting the momentum back, and then Virginia, you know, was able to make a few plays. Obviously, Hunter hit that three to tie the game. You know, that was a huge shot. Uh, but, but, you know, Texas Tech really did what they had to do to stay in that ball game. And we saw Virginia blow a late lead, you know, on, uh, on Saturday night as well. So I wasn't expecting Texas Tech to go quietly into the night like that. I was expecting them to really, you know, come back and, and make this game a close game as we expected. It was a close game. Uh, we got a lot more than, than I think uh, everyone had bargained for. I think a lot of people are expecting, you know, a much more low-scoring game, and we really got a treat in the media, the fans. Uh, this place was louder than I've ever heard of Final Four uh, in, in these big arenas. Maybe it's the acoustics here are good. but I, oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was loud. I mean, I'm I, my ears, I'm not. Lie. I got strong, like, pretty you know, resilient ears, and my ears right now are still ringing. That's how loud it was. Both both fan bases really came to show. It seemed like it was about fifty fifty. Both were equally as loud. It, I mean, and and they had the uh, you know the product on the on the court that was absolutely you know. This is a great basketball game. I know you joked earlier in our preview coverage here on College Basketball Coast to Coast that you were part of an ugly championship game with UConn and Butler in twenty eleven that was not well played, low scoring. This was low scoring, but a very high level basketball with a lot of made shots that were at a premium on the points. This, this again, uh, goes right up there with one of the top championship games of the last 10 years, maybe the last 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. It has to. I mean, this is basically the opposite of that, that UConn-Butler game, which, which was ugly. This game was not an ugly game whatsoever. I mean, again, we said this going in. These are the two of the best defensive teams uh, in the country, and, and they both executed at a high level on the defensive side. One of the things that I noticed that I think Virginia did, and this is another thing where Tony Bennett is a great coach and the advanced scouting comes into play, if you notice, especially in the first half, they were really getting Texas Tech to, 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 to bite on the, the pump fakes. And you saw a couple of shots. They really got them jumping up in the air, and that's what really opened it up for them. It was Kyle Guy. It was, it was Ty Jerome uh, with the pump fakes, and I think that really helped them. 
and, and, and then one more player that I want to mention that was really unheralded tonight that I think played some key minutes uh, and really made, uh, made a difference, especially on the defensive side for Virginia, Bra- Braxton Key. I mean, he only had eight points, which is still pretty good, but he had ten rebounds, uh, you know, as well as uh, having that key block shot. But he was in there playing defense in this game. He's one of those glue guys that came off the bench that really stepped up when they needed him, and that's how you win national championships. You have guys that, that you don't think of on your roster that step up. I mean, Key was a, was a key reserve for them, uh, but, but he really played excellent today and did what he had to do. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why they're sitting here cutting down the nets is because Braxton Key stepped off the bench, 10 rebounds, 8 points. Not a bad performance for a guy. Great point by Ari Russell joining me. I'm T.J. Reeves, postgame of Virginia's overtime win in the national title game, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Congrats to the Cavaliers' first ever national championship. Uh, Ari, uh, we can't say enough that Virginia was losing in the final seconds to Purdue and was almost never at the Final Four, found a way to win. Losing again in the final seconds with Auburn at the foul line, find a way to get the, the win there with the free throws by Kyle Guy, the three for three free throws for Kyle Guy. Um, Great job, obviously, by him in that situation. But there was a key three by Guy in the right corner. And then in this game, at the end of regulation, a key three by DeAndre Hunter in the same right corner of U.S. Bank Stadium with the game on the line. How much magic in the bag for Tony Bennett and his team? Well, the funny thing is is that, you know, we've seen that, you know, Texas Tech has been able to close out the the perimeter very well and and at the key point it just seemed that they weren't able to get the rotation out to cover to cover hunter but it was shocking thing if i can interject two of the players left that side of the floor to go for the layup down three and they're gonna they're gonna watch that on tape and they're gonna want to puke they're gonna they're gonna see that and say why did we do that with 12 seconds left in the game well especially leaving you know the best player on the court arguably one of the best players on the court and hunter who was red hot he he was hitting all the shots i mean he he and that's what we talked about in the pregame as far as uh being more assertive on the offensive end, certainly DeAndre Hunter from the step, from the start, from the jump, came out very impressive. I mean, he first play he drove, he missed it, but you could tell that he was being assertive on the offensive side. And uh, 27 points, eight rebounds. I'm surprised he wasn't most outstanding player. I think because Kyle Guy had a heck of a, of a day, 24 points, and obviously hitting the big three point three uh, free throws in the semifinal game to send him here. But you know they're cutting down the nets for a good reason. This is almost a tip to tail team. You know this year. I mean, they really were a top. You know, number one. They were number one for much of the season this year. Uh, you know, they were number one seed. That this wasn't. This isn't like an. Un- underdog story for any stretch uh obviously redemption from last year uh you know so now all of all the questions about tony bennett we, that's gone i mean this guy what a coaching performance and what a program that this guy this guy has built develops these players to believe in the system i mean they just play great basketball team basketball five fingers of a hand working together on defense on offense it's just it's very i mean i know a lot of people don't like it it's ugly but tonight they played basketball team basketball it's not a one and done tight no one's one and done on this team they'll get some guys coming back next year because some of them aren't NBA players. Hunter's probably gone, but I think they'll still keep you know the, the other core guys. So the, you know, every year they're going to reload. Tony Bennett is going to be a problem in the NCAA tournament and moving forward for years to come because the team and system he has is obviously something. It reminds me of the New Jersey Devils in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, a little hockey. Yeah, a little hockey reference right now where, where they had that neutral zone kind of uh, trap thing. This is That's kind of what Virginia is. Uh, very difficult. Someone's going to have to figure, they have to change the rules almost for Virginia because they really played so well on both sides of the ball. 
And they made a lot of three-pointers. And look who's here with us as well, Deshaun Tate, Tate's Takes. He's uh, done with some other duties with his uh, radio station, 92.9 The Game, in Atlanta. He slides over for a couple of minutes on college basketball coast-to-coast. We have said this numerous times. Epic game. Epic title game. What a win for Virginia. Give me two or three thoughts now that it's over, please. Well, I, I just I really think that uh, it was a hard-fought battle, you know, between two teams and just uh, it was going to be history made either way. And, you know, we've seen Virginia and their story. I think this just makes it that much better, not just what happened with UMBC, but just on top of that, the kind of pressure they face going into every locker room, no matter what arena that they were in uh, all season long. And then, you know, losing to a Duke team that I didn't expect them to lose to in the regular season twice. Uh, and then from that point, you know, into the postseason tournament where, uh, where where they escaped quite a bit, starting with the first game with Gardner-Webb down by double digits. So, you know, just looking at everything all the way around, uh, everything I've heard about, you know, head coach uh, and Bennett has, has been phenomenal things, how much of a great guy he is. He deserves it. He earned it uh, and, and just kind of kept his core group together. And, and just listening to some of the things that, you know, piggybacking off of, uh, some things that Ari said, just, you know, when you're looking at this team and what they could be in the future, it has that feel, at least to me, of him being that coach that kind of reminds me of Jay Wright and what he's been able to accomplish. Now, I'm not saying that they'll do the exact same things that they did, but it just has a much of that same feel and the kind of respect that he's getting. We need to keep in perspective, too. They had three heart-stopping games, Elite Eight, Final Four and Championship game and pulled them all out. There is something to be said for being able to win repeatedly in the clutch. Right, Deshaun? Absolutely. You know, and when you're looking at that, that just goes to show, you know, there's going to be some cases where you get a little lucky, but I think every national champion gets lucky regardless of whether the sport is. And one person I don't think is getting nearly enough credit is the freshman. We're talking about an undersized freshman playing point guard whose best offer was UC Davis. He comes in Virginia. It's his very first year. That's a lot of pressure on him as well to be the, the, the orchestrator, the traffic you know, director, if you will, uh, and the instructor to uh, orchestrate this whole offense and make sure you're getting these other guys included in, in what's going on within the offense. And just being that young guy to do that I think is, is absolutely phenomenal. He won't lose you any games. He's only done anything but help you, I would imagine, going forward for being a three- or four-year, for certainly a four-year kid, I would like to think, uh, would be certainly one of the better point guards in the country next year. What? What drama in Minnesota. We can't stress it enough. Let's wrap it with a quick comment from both of you. Um, Deshaun Tate, first, final thought on Virginia, making history, first ever national title, a year after losing to a 16 seed. I keep jokingly saying redemption, Hollywood, and we saw it in real life, reality TV here in the great white north. Well, I couldn't have drawn it up any better than that. You know, this is something that everybody puts it all out there on the line. And, you know, I wasn't sure if we were coming into this game and we're going to expect to see a San Antonio Spurs versus Wisconsin Badgers basketball game or what, to be honest with you. But, you know, what we got was a very good game. It goes into overtime, one of the best games I've seen, been a part of. I think that it's just it's, it's overall phenomenal, a really good feeling. The atmosphere is really good. Everything's been really positive. Shout out to Virginia and what they've been able to accomplish winning the first national championship. Shout out to Deshaun Tate. Find him at Tate's Take Sports. Done a great job hanging out with us on college basketball coast-to-coast all throughout the year and March. Deshaun, great job. Final thought from Ari Russell here as we put this tournament to bed and Virginia the champs. What say you? I mean, look, 
This was, I think this is one of the better Final Fours from a competition standpoint that we've had. You know, I, I mean, we, we were lucky. We've had times where we've had, you know, maybe one game is good or no games are good and the finals are duds. And this, we really saw some really competitive basketball, high level. You know, we didn't see any of the Blue Bloods, but you know what? This was, so what? You know, great competition. That's what it's all about. It's always nice to see new teams come in and win titles, seeing first-time coaches have a chance to win a title. All the stuff that Tony Bennett has done at this program for the last several years has been impressive you know taking a program that really had trouble in the ACC now they're in they're an elite team and Tony Bennett is an elite coach and you know I don't think this is going to be the last we're hearing from him I think he's going to win multiple titles at Virginia that's how good of a coach he is well, he's, he comes from a great line of coaching great people his father Dick Bennett obviously a legendary coach himself and he's definitely taken one of the titles where I think the son has outpaced the father obviously uh, but we've seen what he's done what he's done with Virginia not exactly the easiest place to win or to, to to go he's in a, one of the toughest conferences and not uh you know with the north carolina tilt to it with unc and duke obviously being the elites and being the the blue bloods and i think that tony bennett is in there and you're going to see top put him in the same names roy williams and coach k and i'll tell you i bet you those two will say that he's elite just like they are right now and now he's got the hardware to prove it there you go all right russell thank you as again the virginia cavaliers are the national champs and one more time, Mark Wise is back with me to put a bow on what we have witnessed in Minnesota. First of all, tremendous drama. I mean, for essentially the last seven games of the tournament, five of them, incredible finishes, including a national title game. Harken back 30 years ago to the Kingdom, to Michigan winning by one in overtime over Seton Hall in what was an amazing game. It's rare that these things go to overtime. I recall off the top of my head now, Arizona winning in overtime in 90 with Kentucky overtime tonight in the Great White North as we're taping right after the postgame here of this Virginia win. Put it in perspective what we saw the last two weekends. Great drama overall. Virginia the champs, Mark. Well, remember when everybody was complaining about the lack of theater and the lack of drama in the first weekend of this tournament. Just hold on, folks. This is a three-week gig, okay? And so what we saw the last two weeks in terms of what I enjoyed was teams in the middle of the ring trading blows. It wasn't like teams were on the ropes and, you know, uh, chasing other teams. I mean, these are outstanding games, uh, well played. This, this championship game was so well played by both teams. Again, I, I hate to use this word, but it was worthy of a championship night. And so much had been made about, well, you don't have Duke or Kentucky or Kansas or UCLA or Indiana or North Carolina, the brand name, Syracuse, Michigan State, who was beaten on Saturday. But what this demonstrates, again, there there are no undeserving teams, and this thing never fails to deliver drama along the way, and we just got more of it. We got, like, extra helpings of it over the last two weekends. No question. I've always said it. it I don't think the average fan understands how hard it is to win one game, a single game in this tournament. But one team each and every year gets the opportunity to win six games, so it's hail to the victors and hail to Virginia. All right, a couple more. Tony Bennett standing on the podium after this is over inside of U.S. Bank Stadium. He made reference to the fact that he's got a Rocky poster in his office about just wanting one more chance at the championship after losing. He needs a Houdini poster yeah. as yes. well. Yes, well, after good, good point. After losing last year to a 16 seed, I mean, there's going to be a movie. There's going to be an ESPN 30 for 30. There's going to be a book. Hollywood doesn't accept the script here, yet it happened in real life for Virginia a year later. 
Again, um, the disappointment of last year, the, the having to deal with that all season long, having to answer the same questions. They were answering questions after the win here on Saturday about what happened last year. So when you throw all that into the mix and how much pressure they had to play with uh, this entire season, it was indeed uh, It's going to be a movie one day. I, I agree with you. All right, Chris Beard, uh, as soon as this game is over with, we're seeing him. He's got tears in his eyes, emotional. You can imagine so close to winning the first ever national title. Defensive stop, maybe. Maybe. Make by Culver at the other end in the final seconds with the game tied in regulation. But for Chris Beard, phenomenal coaching job goes without saying. Just say a few more words about a valiant Texas Tech team that played their butt off in the title game. Somebody had to lose. Yeah, and that's sad. That's unfortunate in a game like this. uh, They played well enough to win. I've said this all along. Texas Tech being in this title game didn't surprise me once the season got underway and we saw this team develop through the months of January, February, and March. What did surprise me was what he was able to do after losing the four starters from a year ago, from losing a pro from a year ago. So when you throw those two together, it's almost we saw – Two storybook teams meet head-to-head here tonight. Incredible what we've seen in Minnesota, the third Final Four to be in Minnesota and a first-time champion, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers. I ask you this seemingly every year. We've come to the end of our work in March and the Final Four. Partner, did you have fun again? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I found myself watching the game tonight, and I'm squirming in my chair. Me too. I'm thinking, okay, would I – Take a timeout here. Should I foul here? You know, you, you put yourself, you, you kind of transpose yourself into the, and for my situation, you transpose yourself into the minds of the coaches and what's going through their head, uh, what adjustments can they make. And, and as a consequence, when the game was over, I was sweating. I was in a full sweat, so I feel like I coached a little bit tonight. You did a great job, Mark. Thank you. Fantastic work all throughout the season here with College Basketball Coast to Coast. Our live coverage, including the Horizon League Championship game on TuneIn, also the Sunbelt title game, those won by Northern Kentucky and Georgia State. We got into the NCAA tournament. We've worked all through the last four weekends of March, and it culminates with a Virginia win. I wouldn't do it any other way with anybody else, brother. I loved it one more time here from Minnesota. Thanks so much, TJ, for allowing me to be a part of this special event. I love it. I love college basketball. I love the passion that that we share for this great sport of ours. Great stuff from Mark Wise. My thanks also to Ari Russell and Deshaun Tate. We thank you for listening here as part of College Basketball Coast to Coast from Minnesota. I also need to say uh, thanks to Matt Zimmick, cbbtoday.com, being a great contributor. Also, Joe Nardone and the guys with that site, cbbtoday.com. And we thank you for being with us. Reminder, subscribe to the podcast, College Basketball Coast to Coast at iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we've had a blast from Minnesota. That will do it. Virginia, the champs. 2019 in overtime in the title game, redeeming themselves after losing to a 16 seed last year. Hollywood, folks, for the Virginia Cavaliers. That'll do it on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Bye.